And hello, everybody. Lady Ada, what's up? What's this? Hey, what's up with this? This is time for show oh, yeah. and tell. What is it bad to be at? It's me, Lady Ada, Mr. Lady Ada. And uh, we're going to check in with people from the Maker and Hacker, 3D Printing, and more communities. See what they're up to. Everyone is welcome. We are on Discord and yeah. the broadcast on StreamYard, but the link is in Discord uh, to join in. So, uh, yeah. and just a reminder um, Ask an Engineer is uh, usually every week for over a decade on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. That's where you can ask questions in the Discord chat. If you need like detailed technical support, make sure you go to the Adafruit forums. That's 24-7. And then every week, usually, um, we have show and tell. If we don't, we'll let you know. But you can pretty much assume 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, and you can show and share just about anything. And you can tune into what our team is doing. Speaking of, Scott, what you working on this week? Hello. Um, I'm in a new space, which is exciting and a little echoey, but we haven't moved the the carpet or the couch in, so that should help, help with the echo in the long term. Uh, but I got a little uh, excited, deep divey, uh, distracted on boxes. So these are some box samples that I ordered. And the reason I did it is because I was thinking about ways of storing a bunch of flat stuff, so particularly dev kits so that you can open a box and see all the different dev kits here. So let me just take my headphones off. I won't be able to hear you, but I'll show you. This is an Ikea bookshelf. This is the older version, but there's a new version that has the same dimensions, supposedly. So I'll just show you how I'm picturing it. Here, take out a box. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's kind of the idea. Um, you just slot out whatever boxes you need. Right. So I, I don't have many of them labeled yet, but I did get myself a labeler at uh, at Goodwill. <laughs> and yeah, Jim has the pizza logo. They definitely remind me of pizza boxes. Uh, but they're, they're custom-sized boxes here. You can fit 10 in a single cube, uh, and they're under $2 a piece. Um, so it's a great way to get a lot of kind of surface area that you can just lay stuff out, um, lay it out on. And uh, I figured I, I got some different examples uh, for different like cardboard thicknesses and strengths. Um, so they they do free samples as well. So they labeled it. So this is like a 23B corrugate, apparently. So yeah. it's it's thicker, but it's weaker. So the number is like the strength of the paper that's a, that's involved. Um, and then I, I tweaked the uh, the dimensions a little bit to see what would fit there. But I, I went conservative, and I bought 20 of the, the one that I knew would fit. And it actually works pretty well. Um, though next eighth inch up does fit, but it was uh, it's a little tight. So I think I'm going to stick with the like slightly, slightly looser version just to, to always be on the safe side. Um, I like this idea for storage because it's true. It's like for a lot of boards, you don't want them to crush each other. They're right. flat and thin. So this is a good solution. Yeah. Let me, the the uh, anti-static in there. Yeah. So I have um, a feather wing one down here where I, I took like an, the black anti-static foam and just, it just threw it in there. But um, because it's cardboard, you could totally just like, you know, Elmer's glue it down 
uh, on there and, and all sorts of stuff. So you and you could sharpie the side and whatever. And then when you're done with it, it's recyclable, uh, which is cool too. So okay. I'll uh, write up what is it a, a playground, not a learn guide, but a uh, yeah, like a notes. A notes thing. So yeah, uh, I'll be able to share the deets with folks. A learn a learn note. I don't remember that. Learn light. Learn light. I don't remember what it is either. <laughs> yeah. We uh, use the names a bunch of times. So like in my head, I'm like, which one did we pick in the end? Yeah, totally. Uh, but basically, uh, folks, I'll, I'll fill out all the details, give dimensions and stuff. Um, the site I ordered from has a minimum of $20. And so they're $2 a box, um, which is really awesome. Which is still actually a pretty good deal. Like that's how much a cardboard box costs in general. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you order 50 or more, then they start giving you a discount too. I only ordered just over, I did 20 of the, the safe size and then the samples on top of that. Um, I do like the one that I grabbed that has the pin headers is like a double version. It's so it's like two mm. inches high and not, not just an inch, um, which is kind of nice. So you can, I think I'm going to do this one just a little taller so that it takes like the, the slots of, of two of the shortest ones. Okay. All right. Thanks for going. all the news stuff. in cardboard. All the news the cardboard. <laughs> Hi, good evening. So yeah, a couple of months ago, I talked about my Xerox 820 computer, which is over here out of frame. It's got a monitor and a keyboard and some disk drives. But at the same estate sale, I got uh, two more, three more of the motherboards. And I'm working on getting them to the point where they can do something useful, but without having the, uh, without having any of the peripherals. So it's got serial ports on the back, which you could type to it like if you had a VT terminal, but the system is not designed to do that. So these are the two, two kilobyte ROMs that are the built-in code to the thing. And you can get uh, modern programmable double EEPROM chips, which uh, you can reprogram with custom code. And I think I talked about this before, because I brought this little breadboard monstrosity, um, ton of wires, but you you drop your chip in and put the lever down and run a little Python program. And it's kind of awful because you're always navigating around the wires. And I had been wanting to do a PCB design for a while and I realized this is so simple. How could you get it wrong? And ordered this guy from JLC, soldered on a RP2040, and the ZIF socket, these are cool. These are for if you are taking the chip in and out a lot and you don't have to pull and there's less risk of damaging the pins, you just put it in and flop it down. And so now if I plug this in, I could program the chip with my updated version of the firmware. And so I hope that uh, someday soon, I will be able to actually do something useful on one of those bare boards. And the other thing that I have uh, related to that is it's got a weird power connector. Um, and although these are like 30 years old, you can still actually get them and crimp the pins on yourself. And so what I'm doing is I've got an ATX uh, extension cable that I took off the 12 volts, the minus 12 volts and the five volts, plugged them into the correct spots. So that will sort out the power for this uh, computer. And yeah, so it's kind of in the middle and it's not doing anything yet, but uh, that is kind of, the stuff that I need in order to continue with that little project. Okay, I love it. You're picking up new skills. 
Yeah, uh, if anybody wants to know how electrically erasable EEPROMs work, um, ask somebody else, but I do know a little bit about it now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You can get right. started. All right, thanks you so much. You got the first half. Okay. All right. Next up is- Good night. Good night. Next up is Noe. Noe, and then before Noe gets started, I wanted to say congratulations, Noe, for 10 years of doing 3D Hangouts. Today was- Yay. 10 year Thank you. The longest running 3D printing show in the known universe. That's right. I think so, yeah, it definitely could be. We checked. <laughs> you checked, yeah. We, we, asked, we asked the watcher. We, we checked. Thanks um, for showing something new and unique every single week. I know lots of people, they email us and they say, I learned all the things I learned about 3D printing and designing and um, making things from knowing Pedro. So thanks for doing that. You're making makers. Yeah, awesome. My pleasure. It's been, it's been a great 10 years. Um, here's to 10 more. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we started working on a new project. This is a 3D printed synth guitar. Um, it's using CircuitPython Synth IO, and um, Liz Clark put together the demo code for it. It's got a couple of Neo keys. This, these are the one by four Neo keys that are running off the Stemma QT port. Uh, we got a Neo Pixel strip. We got a little strum here, so folks can strum it. And then it's running the uh, the PropMaker Feather RP2040 because it has that really nice I2S digital audio out. We got a speaker in the front here and the, the headstock. And we have a couple of rotary encoders that are also Stemma QT. So a lot of it's Stemma QT. And it, it was a lot of fun to put together. Um, let me play a little something. So we got the keys going. It's polyphonic, so you can play multiple notes. And then we're going to use the rotary encoder to kind of change up some of the uh, some of the effects. So that's kind of like a tremolo. We can turn it up. We can also turn up the volume if it's too low. Oh, cool. We're still prototyping it. Um, we're going to add some more features. We have a third one here, a uh, third rotary encoder to do like the, the melody changes. So we want to change different notes here because we only have um, eight of these keys. Um, but, you know, it's it's pretty fun. We think it's a, it's a good kind of different take on like a a synthesizer, traditional synthesizer, because it's got the format of a guitar. Yeah, it's like a guitar. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's like a guitar, exactly. Um, we're using the um, Octoline batteries in the back here, so folks will be able to swap those out. Um, what else? A lot of features, I right? love the speaker is in the, the, the head of the... Yeah, in the head of the guitar, yeah. We thought it would be a good spot for it instead of putting no, it it's, like... It's like, oh, yeah, obviously, like, that's... Yeah, right, yeah. You kind of get, like, this Doppler effect when you... Can you do that? <laughs> it does have the accelerometer, so we're probably going to do like a pitch bend or something else where you can do that. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you bend back, or you're like, yeah, yeah you're wiggling it. That's fine. Yeah, so that'll be a really nice one. And it's already built into the prop maker feather, so it's kind of easy to kind of add it on there. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, and then uh, we'll get the strum working as well, so you'll be able to kind of strum it like a real guitar because this is sort of inspired by the uh, the Guitar Hero controllers. Yeah. Yeah, and then well, we have some... like more than four keys. You can actually like do stuff. Yeah, totally. All right, but, it, out. but is that guitar weighted? Is it weighted? <laughs> is it weighted? So like, yeah. if you roll it, will it? Oh, no. um, the reason yeah. why I'm making that fun joke is uh, we have some great photos in our 3D printing section this week of the clear talking uh, die um, yeah, that, that y'all work on together. And um, for whatever reason, usually it's like, you know, Twitter, no, 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 Zach, so like, but what about, are they weighted? Are they, are they competition ready? It's like, well, you really wouldn't go into a competition with a 
giant 3D printed talking dice. Uh, however, you can build it, learn from it, do some cool things. Just like that's not a guitar that you would probably want to go on tour with, but maybe you would. Maybe, maybe, you would. maybe, maybe you're in the type of band that would. Yeah. Um, it's about the process and the journey and the learning. And then we have a speed up, um, a creepy spider speed up. We're going to show yeah. that um, cool. in the 3D printing section this week. Okay. So, all right. Thank you so all much. All right. Thank you, Noah. All right. And the guitar. Yeah. We're going to go to Seagrover and then Retired Wizard. Hello. Hey. I just want to say um, you're a great person, and I really like all the stuff you do, and you're always really helpful to other makers. So I just want to say thanks for you, Don. Well, you know, we're all into this together, you know? I think so. I try. We try. Oh, yeah. I thought that was the agreement. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, thanks, I, I, you encourage a lot of makers, and, and you help them out, and um, it's, it's noticed. Thank you. Well, I, I appreciate hearing that. You know, I get so much back from everybody else too. So, yeah, get what you give. Yeah, yeah, it works. All right, what you got? Speaking of, what you giving us? <laughs> you know, we have we have a problem, and oh, no. the problem is that we have a wind chime collection out on our patio. <laughs> That's a great we, problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the the problem is we live in an area where wind chimes get a lot of abuse. Huh. And so I'm constantly going out there and repairing the wind chimes and all that kind of stuff. And I just, you know, we use the wind chimes, though, because we have so much wind here that um, we need to know when trash cans and trampolines are going to come over the fence into our yard. Yeah. Ah, so warning system. Wind chimes are really important. We hear them at night and, you know, that and we know when the windstorm is going to <clears throat> it's going to pick up. The problem that we have is back here in my office, I can't hear the wind chimes because I'm getting older too. And that's maybe that's part of it. Anyway, so I decided I'd use SynthIO and come up with some wind chimes. And Ooh. here it is running on a Feather S2. Hmm. And so that's wind chiming. And how does it know that there's wind outside? Well, it, it knows what the wind speed is because it goes out to openweather.org. Ah gets the wind speed, uses the synth IO to synthesize the, the bells or the chimes in this case. And there's a, a wind speed algorithm there that, that sim simulates the randomness that we experience from our wind chimes. And, and so part of this was, you know, I had, I had to spend time on the patio, had to study the effects of the wind, the mechanical effects on the wind chimes. So there's physics involved, there's electronics yeah. involved, there's circuit python involved, and you know. And what a cool then, project. And I love that the, the chimes, I hear them and they're like, it's kind of, their, yeah. it's not random. Like there's a little, you know, you've got the tones and they make it a nice. Well, you know, they're periodic. Chimes yeah. are periodic. They're periodic. And so yeah. to, if you look at the way a wind chime is built, it's usually circular. Yeah. And the striker goes in a circle or a huh. portion of a circle. Huh. And so you can predict that. This reminds me of the um, problem, solution, uh, fun puzzle that we get to solve. There's a lot of things that humans are used to, but things have become digital or electronic, but we still need that type of feedback. Um, from what I understand, some electric cars have an engine sound, um, mm -hmm. so they can tell what gear, you know, there's certain things that we still need to know um, the click of a camera. My phone does it. Audio feedback is so useful. Yeah, like why does my you know my camera makes a um, a sound and I and, and younger people will not even ever have a camera that 
had made that sound, but we seem to need those type of things. So I think this is it's a very cool example. I don't think I've ever seen someone do um, electric IoT connected wind chimes. Yeah, it's neat. Well, somebody had to do it the first time. Yeah. Good work. All right, excellent. Um, if folks want to find out more about this besides um, trying to find where you are and visit your wind chimes, what's the best way? Well, I'm going to post um, in Discord. I'll post the links to the repo yeah. and to a short video that shows a demo of it. Okay. Yeah, my email. Drop me an email, and I'll um, have Ian do up a blog post um, if okay. you have it someplace. Or you can send the stuff, and we'll put it up on the blog. I think this is neat because there's probably other things, too, that you can IoT connect and have the human interface for something that you're kind of used to mm -hmm. uh, yeah. being analog. There's probably something. There's This might get some other, other things yeah. started. All right. Great project. Big shout out to the folks that did um, Synth.io. Jeff did just a fantastic job on it, and Todd Bott and Katni yeah. and everybody who had worked on that. They just did a great job with that. This is neat because when you're working on something like Synth.io, you're probably not writing it thinking, oh, this is going to be for IoT connected wind times. <laughs> and that's the cool part it's, about it. It's like you don't get to, like, that's the neat thing is when you publish open source and you do this stuff, yeah. is you don't know what's going to, that's, that's it's the so soothing. Writing. Yeah, this is great. I need one of those. Yeah, okay. cool. Yeah. All yeah, right. Okay. So much. Yeah. Very cool. All right, retired wizard. Hi. Hopefully you guys can all hear me. Great. Um, first, I want to start off and just say, really appreciate all you guys do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's really been uh, great getting into all this stuff again. But like, here, let me switch over to my overhead. I'm basically going to be... Uh, taking advantage of a lot of Jepler's work on, uh, he's been doing all this stuff with the uh, dot clock stuff. Also Kmatch, Kmatch last year came out yeah. with these um, uh, hack tablets. And yeah, so now- Cause we posted up how to get some of the stuff going. So this is this is great. Thanks for coming by yeah. showing yeah. Yeah, so now that we've got the dot clock um, work, set up the, hack tablet here to take advantage of it. And I've got a little, uh, my PyDOS program running on here and I've got it set up so that if you tap on the screen, it comes up with a virtual uh, oh. keyboard. And then you can just <gasps> go ahead and type in a command. Oh, what? What? And then type so, enter. Like, wow. the alternative universe. Like, oh this is my cool. God, this is so cool. Yeah, so, you know, you can take advantage of the screen too. I can type in something like, turtle and this will use the display io turtle library and go ahead and bring that up oh man pi tablet it's happening Phil. Yeah. <laughs> so and this this is this is connected just using a uh, power brick so it's not connected you know to anything else how stable the display image is because um you know it uh it can be flickery um yeah on, but it looks really good. You figure whatever magic numbers you picked. <laughs> I'm, I'm just using uh, Jepler's numbers, but the, the, the tearing that he talks about happens if you um, do a um, IO to the SD card. So for instance, if I copy a file here, I'll just, this is so kind of hard. Do it. You're using CircuitPython to do CircuitPython on CircuitPython. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, copy, I don't know. code. I love that the back key works too. Isn't yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it, normally you're holding it and it's a lot easier to type, but uh, 
Let's see if I get a little little bit of tearing with this. Okay. No, the file was too small. But if I if you do any I/O, the screen flickers a little bit, um, and but it, it recovers nicely, and it kind of is a cool effect. I kind of like it. I don't, but yeah. I can understand. <laughs> I can understand that uh, it might bother some people. So we were doing some um, stuff on very unusual shaped displays, um, you know, compared to regular displays, I guess. And there were some neat glitchy things um, when we were experimenting. And I'm like, that's a neat effect. I kind of want to keep that. Um, this is cool. So you can make a, a portable word processor. You can, like, there's a lot of things you can do with this now. Yeah, this is neat. Good work. I love that on-screen on um, keyboard. How, how is, where is that? Is that a library? Or how did you implement the keyboard? I, well, and I did this real quick. I, I just went out to the internet and found, looked around for some, I think it's a bitmap. So yeah, I just did a, I, I did some bitmaps and I got lucky fairly quickly, found one that was, didn't, didn't need any, you know, much scaling. I, the, the, yeah. the libraries give you a scale option. So I just scaled it to the right side, That's center of it. And then I very, you know, I, I wrote a little routine that gave, back the XY position when I touched it and and then I just roughed in where all the keys were. I mean it's I didn't measure anything. If I was gonna do, you know, at some point it'd be nice to actually come out with the dimensions of where each key is and so that the key presses are a little oh, bit more accurate. It this is great. so cool. This is neat. We wanted to have people start off with something very basic like, oh I made, you know, a little keypad, you know, a mechanical keypad, and then work up to like, oh, I made a bigger keyboard, and then I made like a mouse, and then I made like a clock, and then I made like an IoT display, and then eventually make your own computer all with Python. So it looks <laughs> like you're on your way. Well, thank you so much for showing this off this week. If you post up anywhere, you can email me ptdatafruit.com, we'll get the word out, but if you put it anywhere and tag us, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll point people to it. Okay, thanks. Thank you so much. Hey, uh, Jepler, can I go to you for comment? Since this is mostly uh, every a lot of your code, yeah, I'm I'm just in awe. I love. I mean, I do the basics, and then people take it so much further than I imagined. Yeah, well, I just like I just people. went and found a picture of a keyboard, and thirty seconds later, I had an on-screen keyboard. Yeah. It's and it's then, amazing what you can do. Stuff too. Oh, yeah, this is cool. neat. Yeah, well, actually, now I'm like, oh, it would be so cool if there's a built-in, yeah, you know, keyboard yeah. in uh, Circuit Python for these bigger displays. Um, that'd be cool. But it's also like. There, you know, there's a lot of um, smarts that go into like the phone keyboards that you don't realize. Like they do, they do kind of know what you're intending yeah. to. But what a cool, you know, if you're um, a person who's starting their journey into computer science or building displays uh, for anything, or just like learning any of this stuff, uh, being able to cobble together and get something going very fast with a keyboard and have it like that. Remember so that? what was that? What was that tablet? The OQO I had. No, the one that was like it was like on um, not in gadget. It was the, like the, the crunch pad. The crunch pad. Yeah, that never. I don't think that ever shipped. I well, don't remember. Yeah, well, you think build it? You can make. That's it, a deep cut. If you if you remember the crunch pad. But this is the, it, yeah. this is something that's really advanced. I think it'd be neat for um, especially technology classes. Make your own computer. Make your own tablet. Make your own phone. Mm -hmm. And this can this can get you there. Yeah, I remember being a young programmer and I approached everything with, I can do this. And somewhere along the line of working as a professional programmer for many years, I got jaded and everything started taking a long time and needing endless discussion. And coming back into this world of Adafruit for a few years where it's like, let's go out and do this. 
and sometimes it works out and bears great fruit like this. Yeah. Um, and you can get stuff done and do do That's amazing cool. things. And and I feel like a superhero again in a way that I didn't yeah. in um, yeah. more traditional programming role. I like the unexpected things like the. You know, okay, I'm just gonna make a wind chime that's connected online. It's gonna like okay, like that's a yeah, like it's that's a it's use not, that we didn't think of. I did yeah. not think of that use at all. Good, like oh, really it's good, Wi-Fi, yeah. and then you synthesize wind yeah. chimes based on um, based on the wind. And it's like musical. It's art. It's like it has all those. It has all you can like have a little 3D enclosure. Like that's that hits all the all the taste. Mm -hmm. it's perfect. It's a perfect bite. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. I just wanted to all right right for comment. <laughs> Y'all have a good uh, show. I'll be watching. Your new show that we have. Okay. All right, everybody. That's our show and tell for the week this hey. week. We thought it was going to be a sure, pretty uh, pretty quiet, uh, chill show and tell, but it was jam-packed with some amazing Oh, there was projects. some good stuff. That wind chime and the on-screen keyboard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, so good. That was good. I'm okay. glad that we got to uh, see them. All right. Thank you so much, everyone who came by. Thanks for making this the best half an hour of our week. Every single week, we'll see everybody next week in some way, shape, or form, and we'll see you on Ask Engineer Five Minutes from my bike.